Good evening. Welcome to We Book Celebrities. Somebody start this. That's from The Mask. Somebody stop me. Yeah. Oh. That seemed like the appropriate way to start this conversation. That's right. Oh, my goodness. And just put it right out there that Jim Carrey is our man tonight. The big Jim. Boom. Like, wow. Dan, do you recommend <laughs> that voice? That. This might be weird to people. We got a we got a guest in right away. We're we're bringing in somebody, uh, a Jim Carrey expert, if you will. Yeah, we got our friend uh, Nick Delawi here. How you doing, Nick? I am doing so well. I'm so excited for today. This is very exciting to actually have another comic from Chicago. He came in because he's a big Jim Carrey fan. Like this is my biggest childhood influence. Of co- like no I kidding. love Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I grew up with him. He changed my universe. Right. I think we were all there. I w- there was a time where I said Dumb and Dumber was my favorite movie for a long time. Me I don't too. know if it if it still holds up, but I still find it like extremely funny. Yeah. Pretty Bird when he's like petting oh, the, the blind kid. Oh Absolutely. Oh lord. Yeah. My de- oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, man. I will say as a kid, uh, the scene where Jim Carrey rips the heart out of the Kung Fu chef. <laughs> In the dream sequence. A little yeah. too gory for me as a kid. Oh, couldn't couldn't, it, it was upsetting. It? <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a little When a little he crazy. opens the bag, you hear a little dog bark. You hear oh, a little really? arf when, the do- <laughs> when he has the doggy bag open. <laughs> And I lose my shit still. I've really? seen that movie a hundred times, and I will still lose my shit when the little dog barks. <sighs> I did not know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I might watch yeah. it again. So you say yeah. it holds up. It takes a few hundred times to watch <laughs> it to really pick that part up. Well, but. it's a bummer because they made the second one, which was terrible. Yeah. So I've heard. Awful. You, did saw, you watch it? You I saw, saw it? the second one. Well, when you say second one. The actual second one. Yes. With different actors. Oh, right. And, and then there was the... The one that came after that with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, and right. that one also was so bad. Yeah, they're oh. both really bad follow-ups. That's not good. But it's Jim Carrey, so I watched it. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Even he, though he was in the worst <laughs> movie, oh, it was really bad. Man. Well, that's a weird thing, too, because he definitely, like, he had his peak as a as a comedic artist during a time when we were younger. And now he's kind of like, yeah, he's fine. Right. But but he's yeah. he's definitely already past his prime, right? Oh, for sure. I think people who are younger now don't get they him don't, at all. They don't care. He, no. But he, you guys, this is the thing you don't understand, <laughs> is he's had a spiritual awakening. <laughs> yeah, Have there's, you heard the, about there's that. Yeah. Uh, like, he legit is like this, he's in a whole other universe when it comes to spirituality. He's been doing like... Um, commencement speeches for colleges he's good at that that video Mm -hmm. it's like out of this world good like people watch it it went viral his little speech right i don't he's painting now (laughs) he's just like nah i'm not gonna do millions of he's not vaccinating his kids he's still not doing that (laughs) i don't know i just didn't he get in trouble for that like he he, and jenny mccarthy McCarthy yeah (laughs) yeah i say you know whatever like i say they let him be whatever let you can into your kids. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Like if you can figure out a way to give that kid super strength, it's, you know. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh, teaching your kid how to paint and how to never accept vaccinations. Right. There's a vaccination for never accepting vaccinations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, I don't. I don't know if I'll bring that up. I don't know if I'm. Brave no, we enough. don't. We we want to steer away from that. It, yeah. He's doing a very nice thing by coming by and talking to us. So let's let's be polite. And for real, like one of my heroes. Yeah, yeah right. this really, is going to be amazing. As an actor and just as what he's done with that whole spirituality thing, I'm really into that. That's yeah. something that well, we'll definitely I'm legit. But you've got interested in if if you're a celebrity and you have your your height height of fame or whatever, you you need an exit plan mm-hmm. and like. You should be allowed to become a crazy spiritual person and just enjoy all of your money and all of your success. Yeah. You, you don't, don't want, want be the a... Michael Richards. No, plan. absolutely not. <laughs> that's, no. That's, the that's the worst, worst case scenario. Plan. Right. That's the worst plan. Good, good yeah. for him for avoiding that plan. <laughs> right. Yeah. We haven't invited Michael Richards on yet. No, no we have not. And uh, yeah. I don't... And he calls us a lot. He's Every... just like, please, <sighs> please. Once I need something. He texted me and I'm he like, dude, you. I'm getting on the podcast once. It's not even I'm a guest. Right. 
You that know? guy works hard at least. He does. <laughs> just keeps on getting so denied. You appreciate the hustle, but it's like you're still bumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jim Carrey is coming up in just a second right here on We Book Celebrities. Good times. I can feel the planets at work. Back with WeBook Celebrities with Dan and Nick. Heck yeah. It's on. And Jim Carrey is here. Jim Carrey, we saw Jim just a moment ago. He he stopped up and said hello, uh, but he's got, he did the coolest thing for us. This is unbelievable. It was amazing. I don't even know if our listeners are going to buy this, but <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> you remember the, the rhino from Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls? Yeah. Right, number Ace two. Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He he arrived here in that rhino. In the rhino. The rhino. It's not a replica. No. He he actually kept it <laughs> all these years. And he used it as transportation to get to Danny's place. And now he is uh he's parking it out on the street outside. You can't find a spot. It's Yeah. He's kind of struggling a little too tight. <laughs> That's what that's what we're seeing out the window here a little bit. <laughs> it's a real struggle. It's but we want to emphasize that he did stop up and say hello. He's right. just <laughs> he's busy he, parking. Right. He didn't want to leave his rhino out in the middle of the street, so he's trying to parallel park. That thing doesn't turn quite as well as cars do. It's super mechanical. It's super old. Kind of yeah. clunky at this point. Yeah. At least 20 years old. Yeah. I would say. Right. I, yeah. I, and I mean, he just had a little fan in there. <laughs> so it's got to, I mean, at least it's cold out. That's true. Also, how long do you think it took him to get here? <laughs> I don't know. It's, we his didn't really arms have to be ripped <laughs> oh, to be able to do a, that. Yeah. Through <laughs> like, did he fly it here from L.A. and then? I would think a truck maybe dropped it off, right? And then <laughs> just he, right around the corner, and then he did the last half did, block. Uh, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he brought it. I can't really complain. No, no. Look, he got it here. It's just kind of rough watching him out there right now. Yeah, struggling. Yeah. Like my childhood hero is absolutely struggling. It's it's tough to watch, but I think he might parallel park that rhino and be up here any moment. Yeah, we just figured we might as well get into the show. We got yeah. Nick here. We don't want to keep anybody waiting. Jim's going to be here eventually. Right. Why not? Why not just keep things rolling? Without a doubt. Well, um, I don't know if like you guys want to just like practice asking questions just like so when he shows up, we're ready. We're so prepared. I mean, that would probably really impress. He, he went all this way to bring the rhino. We yeah. might as well make exactly. this professional. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I painted my face green just for the mask. <laughs> did, yeah. Looking smoking. Yeah, smoking. <laughs> Sorry to scare you. You guys looked a little startled when I opened up that door. I didn't prepare right. you guys. <laughs> but Dan, Really you just did. one of those avocado face facial masks, oh, but I appreciate how great your skin's going to look um, after this. It's going to look so great. You even wear the yellow suit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I did find. I couldn't find that hat though. That's the only problem. No, that's a tough accessory. That's the only issue. Yeah. Um, well, Nick, you you did a great job and came up with a lot of questions. Here. Yeah, I know Nick you was were, super I hyped. I am like really excited. I mean, we right. were talking before before, and I know that I said I only had seen four of his movies, <laughs> but I look back through it. I've actually seen a pretty good handful of his movies that were. I mean, most of them are in the comedy. You know, comedy universe. Sure. I think you're more well versed than you, you. Yeah, you think you are. Yeah, but I said this before. I, I even liked the majestic. <laughs> the I majestic. I was one of the guys. I never that saw liked that. the majestic, and I just can't believe you. Yeah, that's nope. not bullshit. Like that's why I was so excited to, to be here today. I was right. like, I want to. I want to talk all about the majestic. That's it. I want right. to talk an hour. yeah and that was one of the big reasons because like knowing that he will be so happy that there is one of the few fans of that movie (laughs) and can you imagine then how big of a fan of everything else i am if (laughs) the majestic was enjoyable (laughs) (laughs) well there's there's the concern that he might just want to recreate the press day for the majestic oh my (laughs) goodness and when we focus all on that so we would need a jazz piano, which he would need I never to play. saw that. Is yeah. that one that's universally kind of hated? I think it is. Is it? Okay. Um, Just I, for my reference. 
Yeah, I also think Cable Guy was one of those that was sort oh. of universally a letdown for most people because right. is that one um, is that one kind of turned into a cult classic? I think because so, I a think bit. like it did, yeah. when it was released, it's like oh, this is super weird. We don't know what to do with this. Yeah, he was creepy. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was really creepy. weird. Yeah. yeah, but watching again, like I've enjoyed it, and like Ben Stiller, Ben like, Stiller directed it, yeah. it or wrote it. He had some big hand in it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think at the time they just didn't know what to do with that type of movie. Yeah. But I think now like it's kind of caught on, but definitely at I the time. I can see that. Yeah. Um, the Truman Show? Like, the Truman Show is great. Yeah. And have you guys thought of that? Like, have you ever thought about you? <laughs> I mean, like I seriously thought that for a large portion of my life that it was a show about me. How egotistical oh, is that? I, no, first I of all, I think everybody's had that. But oh, yeah. have you ever thought. considered that it's just, it's all a game and you're the only person that doesn't know that yeah. it's a game. Everybody's just on this earth to fuck with you. Yes. Yeah. I would say like, and we all could be lying to each other right now about this, right? Like it could be about you and him and I are lying to you. Right, and it could be about me and you two are lying. Whoa, right? Trippy. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. I stare deep into every friend of mine's eyes just to make sure that they're not on the level. Yeah, you don't trust. You never them. know. What it, about that? Do you ever think that like everybody else is a robot and you're the only uh, yeah. actual person? Have you ever had that thought? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I really relate to. Like fifth grade, we we're going to Best yeah. Buy. And I think it was around the time of like the Matrix. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I remember just like staring at everybody and my mom's like, Danny, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you're a real person. I'm not sure. You're still plugged into the Matrix, mom. Yeah, exactly. I don't trust you. Yeah. Exactly. Danny, I haven't had that in a couple years. He didn't but. get the metaphor behind being unplugged from the Matrix as being a spiritual uh, releasing yourself oh from, yeah from see this is what we could talk to jim about i think he'd be a big matrix fan probably yeah he probably right, wanted man. to be neo he probably tried out for neo yeah do you, do you think oh my goodness can you imagine him <laughs> there's a lot neo? of fighting in that right i don't think <laughs> yeah he's a good, i know i don't uh, i don't see fighting. him at all i mean i know he tried to do serious roles at yeah. one point in his life but probably not at that point probably no. not no um but the way he beat the crap out of that eagle at the end of ace ventura there was okay so at the end of that movie right. he's about to catch the uh, albino pigeon which is worth twenty thousand right. dollars and right when he's about to catch it the eagle's mascot shoes the albino pigeon away and he confronts him and the dude pushes him the dude in the <laughs> eagle's mascot pushes him and he goes really and then he punches him and he punches him in the beak and the beak shakes. I've seen that movie about a hundred times too. <laughs> and I play actually play. have rewound that just that part where he swings and punches and the beak shakes <laughs> and I've rewound it over and over again. Cause I was laughing so hard when I saw, it. I think it was like in sixth grade or something like that. Man. Was, I, the guy's like the best. I can't wait for <laughs> so him. So you to think he's here. got some martial art capabilities? He could have done Neo. He could have yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. Done oh, and his delivery of, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picture him doing movie. it with the Hawaiian shirt on, though, right. which would have been a little bit weird. Doing a weird Ace Ventura walk. <laughs> he doesn't have a shaved head with the Ace Ventura wave, you know? Yeah. Or the the Lloyd Christmas bowl cut. <laughs> 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 Lloyd Christmas. One of the best names in any movie. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And if he would have married Mary, she would have been Merry Christmas. Merry it's Christmas. like, damn, everything in that movie oh. was perfect. So good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I do have uh, one of your questions here. I don't know how to address this to him mm -hmm. uh, about the idea of him being on meds for depression. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, he decided to get off of them at one point. Yeah, I took that off of his Wikipedia page. So yeah. I'm just assuming I'm assuming that that's all true. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but not yet. We'll definitely ask it like it is true for sure. I think mm -hmm. we should just assume. Um, but I do want to know, like, have any of you guys, like, ever experienced people off of meds? Or have you guys ever been off meds? Or any form of depression that you guys then just go completely forward into that world? I know people who have been on depression meds who then got off of them and maybe they got off them i don't know exactly how they got off of them i don't know if they just said i'm stopping cold turkey and i'm done or if i'm kind of weaning myself off of them right but <clears throat> i've heard it explained to me as something that's really hard to do like it's really there's a period of time where it's very very rough to stop that mm. uh because it is something that is chemically 
yeah affecting you so yeah i have a fear of like i feel i feel like i'd do really well if i could take a xanax every now and again <laughs> me too but i i think I, it would be way too easy <laughs> to get like dependent on that so i've avoided it pretty strongly yeah. And I kind of have the other side. I have sort of the anxiety side, which is usually thinking about the future and worrying about it as opposed to depression, which is, I guess, more thinking about the past and worrying about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Right, right. And I've been, you know, I've been to lots of therapists in my life or I've been to one therapist for a long time and then other therapists for a short, short period of time. And and I've been told I could be on it if I wanted to be on medication. Oh, sure, yeah. But then... I try to do a lot of other, th- I do a really a lot of other things to try to address my own anxieties. Like sure. I do the meditation thing, which was also something I'm very excited to talk to Jim Carrey about. Oh, yeah. He's a yep. little bit nutty about that stuff. Yeah. And I, ha- I have to do it. I do it. I consider it something that is important for me to do every single day. Every day? I, wow. Every single wow. day. And it's like 40 minutes every single day. So it's not just I get up for five minutes and stare at a tree. Like I have <laughs> to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there are things that I have to do in order to be a functional person. That sounds um, like such a burden to do, to devote that much time each day to it. To a certain extent. It, it must take a lot of concentration and discipline. Well, that's the weird part is like then, you know, through the wonders of therapy, I have found <laughs> out that I have some perfectionistic tendencies where if things don't yeah. go my way, I stress and get anxious about that. Right. So, if meditation becomes another thing that I have to do, and if I don't do it, I beat myself up about that too. So it becomes this like, all right, if I miss it, I'm I'm cool. I'm gonna be. Our, I have to remind myself that right. it's not something that is required. Okay, but it's right. Something that is. But that took me like a year to learn. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, of course. I yeah. would actually worry about it when I missed it. Um, I had a girlfriend who was bipolar. Dated okay. her for five years, and within those five years, she was on her medications for. Maybe four months total. Whoa. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so there was a lot of times it was like, I mean, I know this isn't my place, but shouldn't you like just go on your meds? Like you'd be better off. Right. Yeah. And so there is that other side where I say I have a lack of trust for that universe. Right. But it, I know that there is a huge, wonderful benefit that they provide right, exactly. to many, it's, many people. Yeah. So and it's I about, have both of those thoughts that don't make sense together, I right. don't think. Well, it's very individualized, too. Yeah. Like, because what works for a person might not work for you. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't not. mean it's a bad thing. Right. I'm so glad you're here because that makes so much sense. But I was like, these both of these thoughts don't make sense in my brain. Oh, I don't know. I time. think it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. But I do have this tendency to want to avoid drugs if and, I can. And yeah, right. Right. And I feel like I'm at a point where I can manage whatever anxiety, depression I have without. Definitely. And hope and maybe Jim is at that point as well. Maybe. I mean, he's grown his hair and beard out enough that it seems like spirituality has taken over for drugs. Sure. Any type of dependency on <laughs> why is Why is that associated with it? Is it because like you're connecting to your roots as a human, as like a caveman who wouldn't have shaved or what? Yeah, I guess it's just denying all type of, you know, modern shaving Grooming, and all of these yeah. things. Yeah, so you're just out in nature. So why shave if you're out with the squirrels and God and all, which seems kind <laughs> I of guess, like a guess, yeah. Leap. It's all connected, <laughs> but right, yeah. But it's also not. Yeah, like it shouldn't be just correlated and just like, oh, he has long hair and a beard. He obviously, like, that's because of God or vice versa. Right. Well, and, you know, the whole thing with him and that whatever he's doing now, I heard him say in this, uh, whatever speech he was doing, he said, uh, I wish that everybody could have everything they ever wanted so that they would know that that's not the answer. Yeah. Something along those oh, that's lines. that's beautiful. Yeah. And I thought that was a wonderful thing because we all sort of wish for something to be happening to them in the future. There's always this, if I, you know, in the stand-up world, it's if I get booked or if I get, you know, some attention, this then is... I will be happy. And there's always this idea that something in the future is the thing that will make us happy. And I really wanted to ask him about it. He's still parking that damn rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm like not the sure. The guy's got to be wrecked. <laughs> I think he's he actually bumped into another car and, <laughs> and set off. Should we the, squirt uh, in some Gatorade in there or something? He's got to be dehydrated at this point something. or just something with those gears. Well, let's give him a little bit of time and yeah. maybe we'll check in on him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope he's not stuck in it either. That would... 
here's the thing. I don't want to assume that he doesn't know how to operate it. I don't want to be condescending. Like, right, right, exactly. Right. It's like <laughs> yeah. if there's anybody that has a license for it, it's the it's, guy it who wrote it. It would be him, it. yes. So, all those years ago. But he is doing a <laughs> poor job of parallel parking that rhino. It's, it's pretty rough. I wish I wish everybody could see this. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I feel like all three of us could do a better job than he is right <laughs> I now. Don't know. We didn't get to see under the hood, so to speak. Or That's <laughs> true. I, yeah. I don't know. We I just know, know there's the a little fan like. in there. Like He's got a crank and I'm not worried stuff. about him getting stuck in it because we've seen him squeeze out of it. <laughs> that was the funniest thing we've right. ever seen. Right yeah. in the history of all movies, that his face funny. first coming out of the rhino's butt, and then the family watching, <laughs> and just a whole naked man falling out of a fake rhino. Who knew that was the funniest thing anybody had ever seen as a child? It it was. It was. I mean that that scene was just written so perfectly for him, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Uh, also, uh, also the scene with the shadow puppets. Where like they're doing like slides of people, and then yeah. he puts his hand up and then pretends that he's eating the guy's balls. <laughs> That's right. It out yeah, so like second grade, you just cry laugh at that point. And well, I was older than you guys, and it was it was still funny for me. That's it was the, still this was I think around junior high for me. So sense, yeah. still wonderfully funny. Good. Okay, I wanted to bring that up though because. You know, there's a little bit of an age difference here, but it's not that significant. Yeah. Like, what did people who are our age now think when that movie came out? Do you think they still thought it was hilarious or was it geared towards kids? I think it was something that I know my parents didn't understand it. So I know they were too old for it, but they were. Okay. They were definitely older than. My parents kind of liked it, but they were like, this is stupid, but uh, it's funny. Yeah, I think my parents did, too. Yeah, I don't know if there is like a cutoff age at. 25 you're too old for it and like if that movie came out tomorrow would i like it as the person i am now probably for me the reason why it was so funny was i had never seen anything like that before i had never seen the physicalness and the weirdness in a grown man before yeah uh i mean i'm sure It it existed i'm sure there was weirdness i mean you had like the Caddyshack era with right. you know Bill Murray Robin doing Williams? weird. Robin Williams was another guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I heard that uh, the guy who was supposed to get Ace Ventura was actually Matthew Broderick. No fucking I way! Oh, that. I didn't no know that one. Way. He was originally supposed to be Matthew Broderick, and he was supposed to play it kind of straight. Yeah. And then Jim Carrey. That have been. This awful. is the story I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been really bad. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jim Carrey's like, "Wait, what if I play this just so ridiculously over the top?" Yeah. And I mean, it was amazing to yeah. me. Like, it was totally. Um, it kind of reminds me of what happened to like when Dane Cook got really big initially right. in like mm. the what early two thousands, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Where people had seen stuff, people be physical on stage before, but it had been a while, and he was quite unique for yeah. his time when he got big, and then of course he got really, really big, and everybody hated him for Turned it. Turned on. <laughs> uh, but it sort of like. It was something that a lot of people hadn't seen at that time. Right. I would have to think that Jim Carrey was an influence on just the physicalness that Dan right. Cook yeah. carried. You yeah, can I see would, some parallels totally fair. there, right? Well, you said something interesting earlier about, uh, you know, it's a grown man doing this very silly stuff. Yeah. Do you think, like, seeing that planted the early seeds of, like, oh, I kind of want to be a comedian? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had, uh, there was another guy that, I saw who did a lot of physical stuff, but he wasn't a stand-up. Right. Um, John Ritter during uh, uh, for uh, Three's Company. Three's Company, right. yeah. Yeah, I, I was really little when that was on on the air, but I remember watching it and thinking, I want to be a comedian in some sense. Then, when I was like five or something ridiculous, and then, you know, and then you see stand-up and you figure out that it's right. something that you love and you're like okay i know that this is something i want to do it's weird what that. clicks in your head where something tells you this is a viable career option yeah. i don't know what that defining moment was and for me i don't know if it is yet, yeah but it's also no, like, same yeah. but yeah but you at least had the courage to pursue it to some extent we all did right yeah i think uh, you get to a certain age and you see other people pursuing it like oh well i've they can i can't right right, yeah i don't i don't know if that is the thing for everybody 
it's interesting you say that and and how it came about and why you started mm-hmm. and I'd like to hear why why or when you guys started but for me the reason I started was that the fear of doing it was overcome by the humiliation of not doing it. Yeah. yeah. So it was these two really uncomfortable things and I was so sick of being afraid of doing it that I finally decided that I should go and suck for a while. Like I should go and do it. Right. I know I'm going to be bad. Right. Um who's the guy that does this American life? What's his name? Ira Glass. Ira Glass. He had yeah. a quote about just in the beginning you know you're going to suck and you have this idea of taste. Have you heard that quote? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay. Anyway, he talks about just like in the beginning, whenever you're doing any art, you're going to be really bad at it. Right. And then you can tell that you're bad at it. You have a taste, and that's kind of what keeps you going. Yeah. And so it was those two, th- it was that quote I read, and I was like, you know, what am I waiting for? I'm just going to go, and I'm going to do it, and if I suck, I suck, but at least I can say, you know, I went up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And then, you know, that lasts for a while. <laughs> and then you go, okay, well, I'm now I'm greedy. Now I want. Now that I know that I can get on stage, now i got to know that, I can actually do this. Right. You know, and I'm jealous of those folks who know that they can do it right away. Like they're comfortable on stage right away. You see somebody who's six months in and they're like, they know what a joke is and how to tell it. Yeah, that's why comfortable on stage. And I'm like, good for that person. (laughs) You know, I didn't have that, you know, it definitely took a while for me to get over that initial like fear. And I don't know where that comes from. I have no idea. I don't either. But why did you start? Kind of I'd like to know why, like when it was and why. Was there something in particular? I mean, it's not wildly different from anything yeah. you said. It's just okay. like a, always respecting and appreciating stand up I'd seen or listened to and thinking like, oh, this this would be a real noble pursuit. Like this would be something that would mean a lot to me. Yeah. And I should at least try it. And now we're all in it you <laughs> did know? you start in ohio or did you start in florida i started in florida okay yeah, yeah. uh and it was nice having that luxury to where like nobody i went to school with or like grew up with could come out and see me like oh, i like that yeah. sort of <laughs> anonymous God. aspect of it <laughs> that was too. really good yeah mine was i mean so much was jim carrey as a kid of just yeah. i want to be physical i just love being loud falling everywhere yeah. right um it did uh, eighth grade play in middle school. Like that was the big thing in middle school. Mm, yeah. And I uh, was the main guy. His name was Carlisle Livermore. Livermore. Uh, <laughs> and it was a horrible, cheesy, like eighth grade play. But every chance I had, I would fall, break something, <laughs> just run into <laughs> a bookcase. Very sticky. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was very just because of Jim Carrey and his physicality. And by the end of it, I had just bruises everywhere on my body. And it was the most fun I'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, well, I love doing this stuff. I love writing things to like try and come up with like wanted to be like a director. I was like, that's not possible. That's not a viable thing to pursue. So I was like, all right, we'll go into news. Like that's close enough, right? Sure. And then a couple years in news for college, like this is so fucking boring. <laughs> this is not creative <laughs> enough at all. And then a friend of mine who him. is not funny. I am not. <laughs> I just don't get it with him. He did stand up one time. I was like, well, fuck. Like, if he gets if he does like, famous, it. if he pursues it, and I just sit here and never ever do it, I'm gonna want to blow my brains out. Yeah, thirty. I'm gonna hate myself for this. Yeah. yeah. So then I went on stage at one time, and then from there on out, it's like, yep, this yeah. is it. And then you can pursue so many other things. Like I can still pursue, like filming and editing and that's what i do well this is like life. a this very podcast is a hybrid of of comedy and sound editing right yeah exactly yeah that's no, very cool yeah everything behind the scenes and stuff like mm-hmm. i love that stuff as much as just talking about whatever we're talking about as we wait for a man to get out of a rhino it's just it's like man <laughs> i'm so excited and i'm i'm like i'm frustrated yeah it's like dude get up here yeah, Come I mean, on. we've. Uh, you would think with thirty-five minutes he could park a goddamn rhino. I could right. watch him like 
whatever he does when he walks in, he could read the Bible and I would right. be entertained. And if he gets doing. ticketed or even towed, he has the money. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. There's no license I'm pretty sure you'll be able to that. find <laughs> it, too. <laughs> I, I you'll be able to it. find it. You'll be able to pick it out of the lineup at the uh, wherever they at the impound tow lot. it to. Exactly. Yeah. Lincoln Towing. They'll um, take it somewhere. Everybody will be mad no, about it in Chicago. It's not the Ford. Uh, <laughs> right. It's going to make headlines. It's not the Tercel. Nope, it's not the Taurus. <laughs> it's that gray thing with a horn sticking out of it. <laughs> oh, remember the scene in, in Dumb and Dumber where like the FBI is looking for him and they're like, they're driving a 92 sheepdog? Sheep <laughs> <laughs> right. I got a picture with that. The uh, the shagging wagon, the shagging wagon was you're... in Columbus, Ohio at a certain point and I was at uh, a Dave and Buster's, the place to party. Yeah, wow. that's where you find some some ladies, fellas. <laughs> hey, get some yeah. pussy, brother, or whatever, <laughs> or whatever they say. <laughs> Big Daddy. Big Daddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, and I was on a date there. No kidding. I was on wow. a date. There. How far into this relationship was this date? This was a first or second date. Ooh, it was right. Very, okay, very new. Hey, let's play Papa Shot. Yeah, with this lady, and we were we were talking, and and then I noticed the shagging wagon in the back as she was talking. <laughs> you're like, I gotta go. I was like, wait, you're. I was so excited about it, like it, it was really. She was a really nice person. Um, I went to high school with her actually, okay. but it was it was after high school. It was in it was actually after after college or right around the end of college, and I had to stop her. From talking because I was so excited about the shagging wagon, and I had to say, "You're going to hold my camera." We didn't have cell phones no. with cameras then. We had those cheap disposable. I said, "You're going to have to wind the little wheel." You brought a disposable camera on a date. A series of pictures. I think it was a, a college like. I think it was like her date thing, like a oh, okay. sorority thing. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. I think that's what it was. It was like a sorority. So people like, were date taking party. pictures. It was a fun time. It yes. was like, right. Yes, okay, yes, I gotcha. And I was just <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> and nobody else. Oh, none, none. Nobody was on board with it. That's <laughs> nobody. Wow. We left the party <laughs> to walk down. It was like in a big mall. I want to say it was like in this big place and we walked all the way away from everybody just to take that picture and it was the real actual shagging way it yes. wasn't a replica Mutt cuts yeah Mutt cut. it had the sign on it everything that's so amazing <laughs> it smelled like gasoline when they just overfilled it yeah <laughs> uh, that's awesome all right well really cool uh this seems like a perfect time for a break we'll uh go outside and maybe we'll just push the rhino See if we can nudge it a little. we'll check in yeah we'll get him parallel parked and we'll get uh, Jim Carrey up here. God damn it. I'm so finally. excited. I have so many things. This is going to be great. Right here on We Book Celebrity. And welcome back to We Book Celebrities. Yeah. We're all here. Uh, we, got, we got a bit of an interesting text from Jim Carrey. Uh, just a minute ago he says he's found peace within the rhino outside and he just wants to stay there i went and i even went down there and tried to talk into the abdomen of the rhino and he just didn't say a word back just silence yeah yeah it's it's presence right like you you just kind of did you like bask in the glow or was it just sort of weird no i just wanted to interview the goddamn man uh, and I just kept on banging on the abdomen of the rhino. Just nothing. I he think was pretty just... tight-lipped in there, yeah. Yeah. Look, if you find peace, you find peace. <laughs> like, you can find it in a mechanical rhino. You can find it looking at a beautiful sunset, okay? Some people can find it in different places. It is worth mentioning that he did eventually find a parking spot for the rhino. And yeah. I, I think he just... That brought him to a level of transcendence that... Sure. Sometimes it's just being able to parallel park a rhino that, <laughs> that right. gives you that presence. <laughs> yeah. You just don't you know? want to leave. It's, like, it's that simple. Oh, yeah. A two-car spot and the fire hydrant in front of you. Just plenty of space. You're <laughs> He's good. doing all That's right. That's the thing they leave out of Zen Buddhism every time you hear about it. <laughs> it's like you got to make sure you know how to park one of those things or else. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've sat in my Honda Civic for an hour or two after I finally find a spot around here. It's competitive, so good for him. We know. It yeah. is a feat. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I'm not going to pull him out of there. Hmm. 
Because to me, that seems a little egoic. Yeah. yeah. And usually, if you're present, you're without ego, right? You're. Well, we're talking about this idea of <laughs> spirituality and, and oneness. And maybe we can sort of embrace that we're all just energy in the universe. <laughs> And right. in a certain sense, he's here with us right now. Yes. Sure. I don't know if that works for the listeners, but Probably it works for not. us. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Well, maybe they're not being present either. Maybe they're wishing for something in the future or something in the past. And it's like, maybe it's a lesson for the listeners too. And yeah, we can ground them and make them be more sure. in the moment. Yeah. And if they're looking for answers from somebody else, maybe that answer is truly within. And that's really where they need to pay attention. And we're just here to help you realize that. Or talk about him coming out of a rhino's butt. <laughs> yeah, you were talking it's into really the abdomen. I was talking into the butthole. <laughs> and we had <laughs> equal success. <laughs> I mean, it, in, in hindsight, it made more sense to talk into the butthole because there's at least an opening. There was a little there's bit of an opening. opening there. Yeah. yeah. This, like, do you... Smelly, <laughs> and not because it, it's a butthole, but just like he's been in there for a long. He's time. He's been in there a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not as hot oh, yeah. as it was in the Serengeti in the, <laughs> right. in the film, but uh, but I can tell you what Jim Carrey smells like. So yeah, that's not, that's not a bad thing to know. Like olive oil Lay's potato chips. That's what <laughs> Ooh, he smells like. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Kettle cooked. Yeah, kettle cooked. Crunchy All right. Ones. Well, uh, we still had some more questions for him. We did. Yeah, we can we can move through this. Yeah. I and mean, maybe just, channel his spirit as we talk about some of these. Uh, yeah. Just a metaphorical seance and we'll just speak for him, about him, however we want to do. Just going to say it. Still a little, dis- as present as I am, still a little disappointed about, I wanted to ask about Truman Show. I wanted to ask about... <laughs> being in your own universe thinking that other people are also in on this game you're in the show everybody that you love is in this game i mean truman show right i wanted it well i mean dumb and dumber we got it i mean let's talk for an hour about dumb and dumber. please <laughs> there's, there's a lot of material there Lloyd christmas i mean um all right well i mean you had questions for him uh, i did yeah um this is a little uh on the sillier side um, but just based on kind of pet detective and those things, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever actually been attacked by an animal? And uh, I wanted to ask either of you, have you guys ever had scary run-ins with any form of animal? Oh, I sure. Have. Yeah. Go ahead. Mine's pretty simple. I, You know, you ever, <laughs> when, when geese have young <laughs> babies and you get a little too close and they, they get a little protective... Yes. I, I, I've had to run from some geese at, at times. <laughs> I think that's as extreme as it's ever gotten. I've never... And, like, even then, who cares about a goose? They're not right. really going to do not, any serious damage, right? they kill you. I no, have a I friend think. who punched a goose, though. Because a goose came at him hissing. I wish like, I had. Like and he punched it in the beak. And that worked out? Yeah. In so, his favor? And he tells the story like he's a hard ass. <laughs> he's like in that... Fucking goose back down after I punched it in the beak. Yeah, and he like this is like a bar story he tells the ladies to, you know, at bar. You you know, I hope I hope that works. (laughs) Look, (laughs) you come at me, I'm gonna punch in the beak. What man? If that's a lady who feels protected. Yeah, look, my man will punch a goose for me. Hey, if a geese comes after you, babe, I got you. (laughs) I got it. The goose (laughs) is a modern threat these days. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) But that's it. That's all I've really. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. At least at this point, all I can remember, Nick. Yeah, I've I a lot of it's birds. Um, <laughs> birds <laughs> are very aggressive. I got I've been shit on a lot of times by birds, uh, but the one that I remember is I used to run a lot. I used to train for marathons and stuff, and I always wear the same hat when I ran. I wear a white hat. Apparently, birds sometimes confuse that for other birds or something because I've literally been kamikazed by birds, many birds, like oh, five. Shit. They'll literally <laughs> fly into my head and attack my head thinking that I'm coming after them or something. Did you look up uh, like white hats attract birds? I don't. I, or this is just your own theory? This is my own theory. Okay. I don't know, but I've just been, like a they'll seagull. fly into me. They'll like, either they'll, they won't, it's not buzzing the tower. Like they'll run into me. Huh. They're just sitting in a tree, seeing this goddamn white bird, and like this I'm white gonna hat. Him, I'm gonna get them. Maybe gonna they think them. it's a bird. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming. Wow. But I've been, I've been the same hat, and actually, 
where I live, I'll take the same route when I run. I'll run up towards Northwestern. And the same exact spot, I've been hit by like I swear it's the same bird. Same bird <laughs> it's probably just the same bird. Nothing to do with a hat, just down. not like you. <laughs> yeah, just so at this point, aren't you kind of stubborn for wearing that hat? <laughs> probably a little bit. <laughs> just, Actually, it's not even. There's sh- absolutely no thought in it. It's oh, okay, but you shouldn't change your habitual. habits just for a, for yeah, a bird. Just for a damn bird, it's gonna fly in my head. Right? Just wear a goddamn black Adidas hat. Right, and you I should. Uh, you should I'm at least maybe test it out. Put I don't my know. Shoes yeah. on. I put you, my shorts, my shirt, my hat. I'm out the door. That's I a don't sort even of think like, about it until, and then I, I take a few steps up there. I'm like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. But it's sort of a terrorist win ser- scenario if you change <laughs> right. your lifestyle <laughs> for yeah. them. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> look, I'm proud. Yeah, right? you're proud. I'm proud of my. Does that white hat say "Make America Great Again"? <laughs> it should. <laughs> Birds are also not fans of that band. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't like that. They're mostly Democrats. The birds. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was chased by a Rottweiler. God, now that that trumps that everything. Legit Trump. is terrifying. Trump. Trump. My bird story really is put into perspective with this. Ugh. Yeah, man. So it's my goose. <laughs> yeah, the scary thirty-pound geese. Because a Rottweiler could kill you. It really yeah. could. Kill and it you. was fifth grade, so like Oof. you're real tiny. It definitely could kill that you. That dog's man. every bit as big. It could as kill you, you, are. you now. Oh, these scrawny arms <laughs> right. can't do right. shit against that dog. <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, my friend and I we were going to Family Video, which is a nice rental store of DVDs and VHSs. <laughs> Wonderful store. Oh, you ain't got to tell me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All their like <laughs> blue and sunburnt cases that face the window, like all of them have that blue tint because like the sun has just burnt into them. Right. Yeah. Um, so we were heading there in fifth grade. We both were riding our razor scooters. Just, okay. Yeah, because you can't walk and a you know, bike. You know, you, no, it wasn't cool. cool. Yeah. Like yeah man. Exactly. So we were riding those, and uh, we go by this house that like there was a kid who was maybe like eighth grade and he was kind of mean he always wore like a wife beater like just kind of like this hick but just real aggressive (laughs) sure and uh he yells out his door to us like calls us faggots like oh you idiot fifth grader really well you know and then back in those days yeah it was like word it was 95 96 yeah don't even yeah. think about it. You don't right. even think of the homophobia in the 90s. And he also, I'm sure, <laughs> still yells it to this day. Jeez, I'm sure he does. No, yeah. <laughs> so Jeez. yells it at us, and uh, then he opens up his screen door and outruns a Doberman. Holy shit. And is just darting towards us, and we are kicking on our scooters as fast as we can go to Doberman try and outrun. Rottweiler? Sorry, Rottweiler. Rottweiler. Yes. And he, wait, he ne- you never really did anything, and he just... Yeah, he was Called just... you faggots and sick the dog Just on the quintessential, like, we... He was a couple years older and, like, always... Uh, I don't like this kid. ...picked on us as we were know, younger. Do you know what happened to him? I don't. I moved, and he probably got in a drunk driving accident, I hope. Probably. Yeah, I hope. I hope. God willing. Just with himself. He I don't got attacked by a dog, hopefully. Yeah, drunk Maybe dog. Maybe another yeah. <laughs> drunk Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah. They would be the drinking dog. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> just what kind of take- dog was Spuds McKenzie? You guys remember Spuds McKenzie? Was that From way too Budweiser, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know this reference. Son of a B. Yeah, it like I don't know what kind Budweiser of Budweiser had a dog. Yeah, hmm. but so wait, the dog is chasing you. At the this dog point. is chasing us, uh, and we are kicking as fast as we can our scooters to get away. Right, and then we cross the street because he kind of lives on, on a corner. So the dog is running towards us, and we cross the street. Right, and. Um, I had to wear my helmet at the time uh, because even on Razor scooters, my parents like, no, safety first. Yeah. You have to wear this big purple helmet. So I took my helmet off and I was like, I'm just going to hit this dog with my helmet. helmet. That's kind of smart, actually. Actually, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, some kids take karate. You you pull off your helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, karate doesn't teach you how to fight a dog. No. Exactly. And yeah. I think, you know, in hindsight, like that's been my go to is grabbing anything around me uh, to swing. Uh, we right. have this story later earlier of a, a tire iron. So in fifth grade, it was a, a helmet to keep me safe from a razor scooter. Sure. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to hit this dog with my helmet. And you did. And it runs across the street. 
and this car <gasps> clips the dog. Oh, oh my fuck. Gosh. They did the work for you. <laughs> Didn't even have to. I did nothing. I and was the dog, car okay? The car <laughs> kept on going. The dog was down for a little bit, kind of got up, and then ran back. And didn't give a fuck about you at that point. At that point, car is what it's worried about. Look, this comes right back to the spirituality of this whole thing. There is some (laughs) karma involved. There is a universe that has an intelligence of which we are unaware. You you are supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, my friend... We have no choice but to believe that. And, I mean, my friend and I, we had that, like... Jules and John Travolta conversation from like Pulp Fiction oh, of yeah, like yeah. the bullets going in the wall yeah. like right, oh, right. this is God God <laughs> came down and stopped these mother effing bullets that's Just pretty stop cool this Rottweiler yes I like that God in the shape of an a 92 Chevy Malibu. Oh, it was just like a dirty, like there's a blue door and a, the rest of the car's red. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. What, the door it, from the junkyard. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what took out. Look, some cars do matter yeah. on the road, even as much as we judge them. I would oh, say it survived. Like it survived. The, it was fine. Yeah. Which. Did it clip? It clip like uh, the, its hind legs? Back or, end. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it tried to swerve. Away, like kind of to the right. Did you of hear it. the sound of the car hitting the dog, and did the dog make a noise? Uh, I no, I don't remember the sound. I just okay. remember the dog kind of spinning out, like its right. hind leg, just like just moving, just yeah, spun being like thrown. a one eighty, yeah, yeah, just kind of spun and almost like, like a three sixty, and then like faced to us again, like oh my god, is it still gonna? And then, but it was down, like, yeah, 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 and then it just kind of like got up and. Went back home. It was like that's enough for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the dog now. Like I yeah, didn't. I mean, it did, I mean, I didn't want him to get you, right? And I'm glad the story worked out the way right. it did. But I right. still feel bad f- for the dog. And I don't know. If you I know do. that dog gets called that f word from <laughs> from the kid all the time. From that, uh, and the kid's still in eighth grade. I mean, He's that dog might have grade. been a fan of <laughs> the word fag. For maybe, all we know. Maybe, I don't. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what it. I mean, it might have yep. given us big hugs and kisses and licks once it got to us i don't it looked like the dog in sandlot exactly at the time it was the scariest animal i'd ever seen i think you were right to be afraid dog's yeah. name was snowflake <laughs> exactly <laughs> just a big warm huggable dog yeah. yeah given the attitude of this kid that let him out and oh yeah the breed of dog i have a little bit of prejudice against that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, can you be racist against dogs? I think. Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah, but they're not, not going to say anything about it. Them. So I would say I think it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, There's just some dogs the, you don't like. I guess right? so. But also, you could say like it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. your grandma always talks about not liking those dogs. <laughs> like grandma, come on, come it's on. different grandma, these they're days. Different. They they really. <laughs> oh man. Although my grandma owned a uh, a cocker spaniel, and his name was Hambone. And boy, did he not care for black people. Oh, that dog just I, barked at. Oh. It is weird. I've I've heard like different accounts of yeah. people saying Racist stuff like that. Dogs. Definitely. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. Like they weren't. They're just eighty year olds. So they're not like outright racist, but at the same time, like you know, they would say things that kind of make you uncomfortable sometimes. But I don't think Hambone like picked up on those subtle. <laughs> but maybe he things. did. Maybe at the same time he did. Hambone. Yeah. Hambone. Hambone. Yeah, because his That's name originally name, was though. Hampton. And my grandparents like, nah, we got a name Hambone. Hambone. <laughs> Sounds like a it does sound like a gangster from like the thirties. Yeah. He'd just shoot his name with a Tommy gun. <laughs> just Hambone was here. Yeah. <laughs> Hambone. This, I I'm still caught up on the dog getting hit by a car. Yeah. As it chased after you. How do you not believe in God? How are you an atheist at this point? Well, that's a big jump to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, right. can just, I can kind of smell the atheist on you. That's all. It's really, I mean, I've definitely tried to become. Kidding. I mean, we kidding. can. Uh, yeah, let's. I mean. Yeah, we don't need to go. <laughs> like no, we can go I'm into, totally kidding. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if you believe. Jim's God. not showing up. So that's true. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he would. I mean, he would go head first into spirituality and religion. Perhaps, um, but you certainly believe in karma at this point. No, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that type where you're just like, well, right. I probably would have died, even though I might have gotten just a big kiss from the dog. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask Jim: is if he actually believes in the idea of of God and I heard 
I uh, I like Alan Watts. I don't know if you guys know who Alan Watts is, but I, I listen to a lot of his stuff, and he's sort of this like he's kind of a spiritual dude, but he's not super religious. He's one of those, but he died I think in the seventies or so. So I just like listen to his stuff. And one of the things I heard him say was, uh, if you ask people. If you heard somebody in the Western Hemisphere say, I am God, you would call that person crazy. That's how religion would interpret that person and what they said. And then if somebody in the Eastern or Eastern religion would say, I am God, people would say, congrats, it's about time you figured it out. Right. And I think that's very interesting that we there's a completely separate definition in a completely separate hemisphere. Right. But we all choose to believe in this one idea of it. And that's that, right? As soon as we either say yes or no, that thing exists, and we all def- are definitive on that answer. But maybe there's other definitions of it. You know what I mean? I think so, yeah. I think Jim would weird. have an alternative definition of it. You know, where it's like, I, to say I, I am God kind of seems egotistical at first, but it really sort of implies that, oh, I'm just in in control of my own life and my own decisions and my own feelings. And I, I just have a very, I'm very connected to the earth and the universe. Yeah. And that's not necessarily egotistical. That's just think so. you finding peace with all of the things around you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Which I will. Is, now, if you think you're running the show, yeah, then, <laughs> maybe that's then you're crazy. a lunatic, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say like in the past 27 years, I've tried really hard to start the biggest flood possible. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to keep two of us? Yeah. I hope that that Rottweiler is one of them cuz yeah, two I mean, Rottweilers. Yeah. Get yeah. them on the boat. One oh yeah. Two. And if you're going to keep two rhinos. We got one. We got one. <laughs> we got at least one, right. <laughs> oh, that other rhino will be so disappointed. It's not going to reproduce, but no. oh man. Uh-uh. We get a male rhino and just starts going and then Jim's in there. Jim's in there. Real pissed. <laughs> um, I will say uh, one of his bits from stand-up uh, I heard on the radio in the car before I was doing stand-up, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know he was a comic to begin with. I thought he was just a funny movie star. Sure. Um, but he was talking about the idea of you know people owning guns in cars, and like you just lose it every once in a while. You just want to go crazy, and like you just start shooting everybody. Or like you're just shaving and all of a sudden you just run it on your tongue. just <laughs> And he's just yelling and screaming. And that idea of him just being so loud and so energetic. And I wanted to as a kid. And like, all right, when I'm doing stand-up, I want to be like Jim Carrey. But as I get older, like, I don't like to be loud and crazy all the time. Or even on stage. Even though I think deep inside. Right. I like being loud and just falling everywhere. But I almost hide that a little bit from time to time because I think it's off-putting to a point. So I do really look up to Jim Carrey for really keeping with that. and Just committing. Just, yeah, and completely yeah. committing and standing by that attitude, which can be off, off-putting to some. So have you guys ever like mm. been prompted by somebody like Jim Carrey to be crazy and then you kind of hide that or... You do go for it. Well, I know you you have a bit that you do. Uh, at least you you've done it in front of me somewhat recently. Maybe it's been a while, but you take your shirt off. <laughs> I've and never seen this. <laughs> it's, it that's pretty physical, right? You have yeah, a bit where yeah, you you definitely. you take your shirt off. That's not necessarily Jim Carrey, but it is physical, right? right yeah. And it's sort of this surprise of, mm-hmm. of what you're doing with that bit. I don't want to spoil the bit, everyone. Oh, uh, I have not done that you in, done a while. in a while. It's one of those okay. that like I liked younger. Basically, it was the idea of, hey, let's play stand-up strip poker. Every joke I tell, if I don't get a laugh, I'll take a piece of clothing off. Uh. And so I had jokes set up that would or wouldn't work. And then as I took my shirt off, I had written on my chest and marker not funny that would point to my face and then I put hilarious and have an arrow going down to my ah, dick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. That was like the first year or so I was that gonna I was say, here. It's been maybe a while. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty early on. And it would always work. It was enjoyable, right. but then it just felt I don't know if it's just kind of grew out of it. maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's just me being embarrassed of it or what growing out of it really means. Who's or just say? your taste of what you're yeah. doing up there. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a tough thing about physical comedy like that is because it seems like desperation. Yeah, it or, does, whenever, especially in the open mics. Scene. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely in that because it's like, oh, this is this is my mind. Not, I'm not projecting this onto either of you. Sure. But it's like, oh, I can't write something, so I'm going to do. I'm going to pe- appeal to your base level of what is funny, but there's still value in that. Yeah. But it just feels very desperate when I do it. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, like Dane Cook, that's what kind yeah. of people went after. And yeah. it, but it works, but it seems sort of like a cheap right. And I think trick. like if you earn it to a point, like if you've proved yeah. that you're able to do other things and stuff like that and you can actually do this and really pull it's good it to off. It's going to have a mix, yeah. Yeah. So I think like I have denied that to a point and I feel like there's energy in my gut that sometimes I suppress. And there's plenty of times where like I'm like all right let's just fucking burn this couch and yeah. just do ridiculous things. Um, I've always taken two or three years to really warm up to people to really be myself, and I think right. within stand up that's a big deal and really feeling comfortable and feel like you've earned to be ridiculous or silly. That's a hard thing to overcome. Certainly, <laughs> I, no. I like I there's had whole- when I started. I had another. I had a bit too where I I had. It was, of course, cat jokes. Everybody had cat <laughs> yeah, jokes when they cat. started. Surely, uh, cat jokes and dick jokes was ninety percent of my set, you know. Mm. And I remember the cat jokes were very physical. And I remember looking back at that. Like, you ever watch one of your first Ugh. shows yeah, of all rough. time? Pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. And I was like, I don't ever want to do physical stuff. <laughs> Because it was so influenced by Jim Carrey, and it was sure. so influenced, by, and I, I can't pull it off the way he pulled it off. He commit, right. you know, it was the first one of the first shows I ever, or the first show I ever did. So the commitment, the complete belief in the absolute absurdity of myself and what I'm doing, I didn't have any of that. It was just, please, dear God, please laugh at me. <laughs> I have, I'm talking about a cat cleaning its butt. Nobody had that joke, right? <laughs> no, I, no. <laughs> you might as well be. Yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah. It was, well, there's yeah. a there's a thing too. A lot of the the stuff we do is is like open mics or independent showcases or stuff, and so much of success on that is based around impressing your peers too. Sure. And there are a lot of people I respect and want to be seen as good in front of, and that like messes up my whole thing too. Like, oh, the psyche of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a real challenging aspect of the whole thing. And how do you do physical stuff in front in of... In front of stuff... <laughs> yeah, in front of somebody who's really established and and is a, a good joke writer and all that, and you're just up there doing humping your thing. Humping a stool, essentially, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> humping a stool happens more often than, than we care to admit in the open mic scene. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Then, I have it, not humped it, a stool. I have not be, personally. Say proudly, yeah. I have never humped a stool. I have not. No. Metaphorically, I've probably done it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I want to go to town on that stool and just do my straight set. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be interested to ask Jim if he's ever just compl- like. It's always hard to believe that your heroes in comedy have bombed. You know, they all have. Yeah. You know, they all sucked. Of course. Um, at some point. But I'd like to know, because Jim Carrey sort of evolved in a little bit of a different way, because he grew up doing impressions in the mirror. So, yeah. And he was good at them, I would imagine, after practicing them and all that stuff. So I wonder if back then when he was coming up, that people appreciated impressions more. Now when somebody says they're doing an impression, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but... Right. Maybe there was a time and place like absurdism now is a very popular mechanism for comedy delivery. And maybe that's not always the case mm-hmm. or always will be the case. But maybe there was a golden age of impressions where everybody was doing them. I don't know. Uh, but I want to know that he had to have bombed. Everybody has. And in what context was it? And I don't know. I'd kind of like and how do you that overcome story. that? I don't know why I think sometimes open mic comics, we like to hear that. Our heroes were mortal, right? Yeah, point. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, where it kind of brings sense to like, all right, these people have made it. They've done what I have done, just eating shit real hard, really bad. And especially someone like him, who I'm sure physicality wasn't 
the go-to thing at that time. So he could be off-putting to plenty of people, I'm sure. Right. Just falling over the place. Right. And all these 50-year-olds just staring at him. What the fuck is this Canadian doing? doing? <laughs> well, and I remember hearing like he was introduced as like the guy with the rubber face or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember you know, that. Yeah. He has a lot of just... I mean, you can watch his face just do so many different things. And yep. when you see him on your YouTube videos and your HBO specials, <laughs> you're like, okay, this is obviously something he's worked on for a long time. He didn't just go up yeah. and start doing Clint Eastwood, right? He did you know, whatever <laughs> impressions he does. Uh, like, he had to suck at impressions at a certain point, right? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that relies on, like, an audience response, too. So even once you do muster up the courage to try that up against an audience, you're still struggling. Yeah. Um, I will say it, it looks like Jim has tried to get out of the rhino. Now I would say half of his body is out. Bit of a panic. Uh, yeah, there's an ambulance out there right now too, trying to pull him out. Oh, we got the whole thing. Um, I, I feel like this is probably the time to go and say, just rescue him. We should check in, yeah. At we didn't even very, talk about Liar Liar. And that's, we, <laughs> yeah. we didn't. I'll stand by that one as being one of my favorites as a Jeez. kid. Him just beating the shit out of himself in the bathroom. <laughs> What's funnier <laughs> than that? Me, Maybe we do a follow-up episode. We never got to me, myself, and Irene. Oh, either. we yeah, didn't yeah. either. We're going to have to do a part two, boys. We might we have might to do a part two. There's a lot. As we pull him out of the rhino, there's an ambulance there. We should probably uh, go and help out. Um, just shove all the first responders out of the way. Like, hey, we just did a podcast. <laughs> Listen, we know comedy. We got this. We'll Bruce Almighty, look. Bruce, he, was <laughs> exactly. God. he was God. What would we do if we were God? We didn't even address this. Oh, that's yeah. maybe when it all started. <laughs> <laughs> all that spirit. I was at the beginning of the end. Right. <laughs> maybe. All right, well, I think we're going to go and uh, help Jim get out of this rhino. We should. I guess. All right, well, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for having me, guys. You yeah, bet, this man. is real fun. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. For uh, I'm really sorry that we couldn't actually uh, have him here in the apartment, uh, but maybe he'll sign as he's partly hanging out of that rhino. So tune in next week, <laughs> so we find out if Nick Nick gets an autograph for half Jim Carrey, half Rhino, right here on We Books Celebrity. So disappointed. <laughs> This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.